Hey babes, this is Renee. Hey girl, it's Becca. Hey baby girls, it's Vicky. <laughs> this is All The Reels and we're so excited you're here. Because otherwise we'd just be talking to ourselves. <laughs> but for real, we are pumped. We're gonna be deep diving into relationship topics, chit chatting about life, and hopefully bringing you some fun and laughs along the way. We'll be here every Thursday, ready to bring you some juicy, unfiltered content. And don't worry, we won't hold back. So grab a drink and sit back, because here we go. Hi, everyone. We have a very special guest today, one of our own, Renee Epperson. She is going to tell you about all things Enneagram. So if you don't know anything about that word, you're about to get educated because Renee is the unofficial spokesperson for this topic. So I'm very obsessed. If you listen <laughs> to our very first episode, I said it's my favorite uh, relationship thing to talk about. So, and if you know me in real life, you know that I bring it up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love it. So um, before we dive into what that word means, what it is, why Renee's so obsessed, <laughs> we're going to do what we always do and talk about what we're drinking. I'll go first. I'm drinking three drinks, a Red Bull, BDP, sorry, Dr. Pepper, and I'm nursing this Sam Adams uh, Blue Moon. <laughs> Sam right. Adams Blue Moon? I'm sorry, Blue Moon Belgium White. I don't know. <laughs> Just a Blue Moon. <laughs> Hold on, I actually thought that it was Sam Adams. <laughs> Renee? Oh. I have a kombucha. It's a hard kombucha. And wow. it's blood orange flavor. Where I thought you, you just said this? the word. I thought you said the word kombucha wrong, and now I now I get it. Wait, what? This so cool. sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really yummy. I uh, got it at the beer store. Nice, makes sense. Um, I am drinking the Whispering Angel Rosé that has been in my fridge for a long time. Um, side note, I'm really sad because I tried to make. A new drink today. Well, not new, but I tried to make my espresso martini with this new espresso drink downtown. Anyway, long story short, had to ditch it, had to throw it out. We're back to Old Faithful, the rosé. <laughs> Very sad. I know you were pumped about that. I was. Maybe I just made it wrong. I don't know. We'll give it a try another time. But anyway, let's dive in. All right, let's go. All right. So if you have never heard of Enneagram, you're living under a rock. Okay. Maybe not, but I feel like it's like such a huge thing nowadays, like Instagram, whatever, or maybe it's just a huge thing for me because I'm obsessed, but it is a personality system and it's based on nine types. Um, the really cool thing about it is that it focuses on your core motivations and desires and your core fears. So like a lot of personality tests look at your outward personality and how you act and things like that. Um, but the really cool thing about this is that two people can seem completely different and be the same number. So Eli is a nine and so is our friend Justin. Um, so they seem so different. Mm -hmm. Justin is so outgoing. He's like, let's, let's hang out, like um, talkative, whatever. And I can't believe he's a nine. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's why I'm so obsessed with it because I feel like when you know someone's number, you like get it into their brain somehow. It's like, oh, like I, I didn't know that about you. Right. <laughs> he comes off so different. And Eli is so quiet um, and an introvert and they're just, they just outwardly seem so different. So that's kind of why I'm super obsessed with it. 
Um, and the other thing is because of it being internal, um, you should never type someone. So you should never look at someone and be like, oh, you must be a six. And I'm really guilty of it because I just- I do that. I, I do, do it. Definitely do that. I, I'm very guilty of it, but you shouldn't because um, it's, it's based on your own internal motivation and fears. So with that being said, the other thing is you can take a test, which I'll put it in the show notes um, to kind of lead you to what your number might be, but- it might not be accurate. So again, back to Eli, he always comes up as a five. And he's like, sometimes we'd be reading things. He's like, that doesn't really sound like me. So of course I sat down one day and <laughs> went through every number and like, uh, you know, like went through all the stuff with him and he's actually a nine and he decided that. And he just knows like the qualities and desires, motivators, fears of a nine are more him. So you take the quiz, it might lead you directly there. I'm a seven and I'm a seven to a T and it was completely accurate. I take the test all the time because I'm a loser and I just am obsessed. (laughs) I always come out as a seven and it's very accurate. But like I said, it might not come out to what you think it is. So definitely read up on all the types and you can decide. So can you change numbers over time? That's the thing. You, you technically can't, but I will get into it. Your number has a growth line and a stress line. So um, you can move, like if you're in a really good time of your life, you're doing really good at work or, you know, you're just really in a great place overall, you can move into your growth line. If you're having like a really stressful time, you're going through something traumatic or just things aren't feeling right to you, you you go into your stress line. So whatever number you are, your growth or stress line is is set. So like anybody who is a three will always go to a nine in their stress. So it's, it's set. Um, so I'll get into that. So you technically can't change your number, but you will move into different qualities, if that makes sense. I have a question before you dive into all of them. Um, mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you, when you look at the, like you type yourself kind of thing, so how do you know, and, and the fact that like Justin and Eli, for example, are both a nine, but they're both very different. So what's the difference between Enneagram and just like someone's overall personality? It all goes back to the motivators and fears. Like okay. it's all your core motivation and your core fear of life. So like in any type of situation, you're, I'm going to go through it. And like the mm-hmm. motivator is what motivate you in all things in life. Like you're always thinking about, oh, I want that. I want that. And your fear is in any situation. It's like, oh, I never want that to happen in life. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. So that's why people can look, you can think of people probably in the reverse too. Like, oh, those two people are always very outgoing and they always want to have fun. They both must be sevens, Mm -hmm. but really that might not be the case because you don't know what drives them and what is their fear. Exactly. So I'm such a seven and it's very typical of sevens to be extroverted, outgoing, loud. (laughs) But one of the um, Enneagram accounts that I follow, which I'll link it, um, Enneagram and coffee. She is a seven and she is very soft-spoken and she seems very like, not like my outward personality at all. So that's Mm -hmm. another, like, I love to see how people can look so different, but they have the same basic fears and basic motivators in life. Because maybe she she is exactly like you, but just one-on-one. Yeah. Or like, like Becca was saying, like, I think you were kind of saying this, like people 
like they define success in two completely different ways. So like you have to kind of read it, the descriptions kind of thing as to mm-hmm. what yeah. you feel like you, what does success or happiness mean to you? Like it's totally different. And like, I thought it was funny too. Cause I think, I feel like Austin and I took the test too, when you were, we were talking to you one time and, and we ended up being the same number. We could not be more different. Yeah. So I'm still, I still do not believe that he is the number that he, like I, like to his, but again, it's not from an outsider's perspective. It's from your own. He agrees that he is that number, right? Is he a three? Yeah. No, he does. Okay. That's what he says. I don't know. I need to like take it again. I need for us to take it again. I feel like he was more of a nine though. Okay. But again, uh, outsider's perspective, you have to take it as if you're. Yep. The thing that always cracks me up too, I feel like I tell this story a lot, but one of the questions in the test says, like you say, agree or disagree, I think. So it says, um, it would be the worst thing ever to be called a loser. And I remember I laughed at the question with Becca and Emily and I was like, oh my God, who actually cares when you're 30 something years old, if you're called a loser. And they both were like, oh my God, I said, oh yeah, completely. And I'm like, what? I don't care if someone thinks I'm a loser. I have my friends. I have my family. Call me a loser. And then they went into like, no, like, what if your friends and your family thought you were a loser? Cause you're like not doing like you're not in your thirties and, and you're whatever. And I was like, yeah. oh, so it's very much also how you interpret the question. Mm-hmm. And that's part of how you get your number. Like if they would have explained to me, oh no, but like, what if you didn't have a job and your family and friends were like, you're such a loser, get a job. I'm like, oh, then yeah, I do agree with it. But that's why you have to like, I, I wouldn't put agree when I first read it because you interpret the questions in different ways. But that's a perfect example of a lot of, um, a lot of companies and my company does it too. I know Becca, Becca's does too. They give you these personality, like new people, new hires, they give them these types of personality tests to take so that they know how to approach and speak to that person. So like you said, I- the loser thing, like, well, if they're saying that they would be offended by something like that, and obviously not in a work environment, but you know what I mean? Like the same type of question, how you're going to react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why companies will do that. Yeah, definitely. So let's get into it there. Are, like I said, there are nine types. So um, if you haven't taken the test and you're listening and trying to like figure out what number you are, I'm going to start by telling you, um, you might be able to narrow it down a little bit by they are broken into three categories. So um, there's the head center, the heart center, and the gut center. So when making decisions, and this is like your initial way that you process a decision. So the eights, the nines, and the ones are the belly center. So, or the gut center. So they immediately have that gut feeling and they always just are like, oh, I got to go with my gut. Like that, that's their initial thing. That doesn't mean later they don't think it through and process the emotions behind it, but this is like your initial thing. So you immediately have that gut feeling when you're about to make a decision. Then um, the twos, the threes, and the fours are the heart center. So they're immediately going to think about their feelings behind a decision. So um, they might think positively or negatively, but like when it's time to make a decision, their immediate thing is thinking about how they feel like, oh gosh, that's going to stress me out. Or, oh my gosh, that would be so exciting or whatever. You think about the feelings attached to the decision. 
And then the fives, the six, and the sevens are the head center. So they think about all possible scenarios. They might think the worst case scenario, the best case scenario. Um, so like for me, when I think of a decision, I absolutely think best and worst case scenario first. Like that's just how I play it out. And then obviously my feelings do come into it and I'll try and, you know, go with my gut and whatever, but your initial thing when making a decision, maybe you can think about, do you, how do you process your decision-making? Um, Becca, I know you're like definitely a three. Do you think that when you are presented with a decision that you think about your feelings first? That's what I was just trying to decide. I don't know, because I am, I, I am emotional. Mm. So it like, if there's something at work that I have to do, or that I have to decide on or, or something that's like stressing me out, like maybe something like I hate conflict, which I think is part of being a three. Mm-hmm. Um, like my, if I'm in conflict, I don't talk. I'm like shut down. Like I'll be like, yep. Okay. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. And so if something like that happens at like for work or for something, I don't know. Work is easy when I think about this. Um, but I, I do go to feeling, but I don't know if Definitely. that's because my stress. Yeah. No, I feel like any decision like, okay, you're going to have a party. You're like, okay, it'd be really fun. Or like, oh, should we do that? Oh, well, is that person going to be upset? Like you get oh, like 100%. Or like, are people going to be bored kind of thing? Like when I yes. think party, that's what I think of. Yeah. Yes. Nikki, um, and- I don't mean to make this like a whole uh, <laughs> side session, but uh, Vic, I know you're kind of like on the fence about your number still. Do you think you immediately think of how you would feel how like the scenarios would be like you really think it through or do you feel like you always have a gut feeling I feel like it's a mix of um I mean I always have feelings so I feel like it's always going to be that like I'm always gonna base off of like my feelings about how like my decision would feel feel I guess like but I also feel like I do play out best and worst case scenarios like I feel like I'm always like okay we could go here and it would stay for we could stay for long but I should probably drive separately just in case but yeah. then what if I want to spend the night? It could be fun. Like, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> more know. like your initial thing, like the initial. Right. Thing. But okay. So, um, because I broke it down into those three, um, different sections, um, I'm going to start telling the motivators and fears with the eight, because the eights, nines, and ones are the, um, gut center, the belly center. So I'm going to start with that. So the eight is the challenger. Um, Their biggest fear is to be perceived as weak and being controlled by others. They absolutely do not want to be controlled. Um, Their biggest motivation or desire in life is to protect themselves and others and to be in control. They never want to feel like somebody's controlling them. Um, That's like the big thing of an eight. So um, the, the cool thing though, is that once they feel protected by you or feel like they can trust you they're the most loyal people ever like take the shirt off their back and give it to you because they know that they can trust you if that makes sense nines are the peacemaker so their biggest fear is to be in conflict um, and also to be separated from others and then their their basic um, motivation or desire in life is just to have peace in all aspects like peace um, in their mind, having inner stability and just, um, all around peace, not, not necessarily just no fighting or no conflict, but just feeling peaceful all the time. Like they don't want to have any ruffled feathers, if that makes sense. Um, Renee, are you doing these kind of like in a, a, uh, kind of random order, not random, but are the, 
the first group, like grouped together normally, did you say? Yeah, the first three, the eight, the nine, and the one are the um, gut center. So they're the oh, right. Okay. when they make a decision, like the very first thing, they like have this gut feeling usually, okay. which it's so crazy. Eli's always like that. Like when I ask him his opinion on a decision, he has an answer and I go through best worst case scenario, blah, 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 blah. And we always end up making the decision. And he, he gets so annoyed with me because he's like, I already told you that from the beginning. I don't know why we went through all of this. <laughs> So it's, it's definitely very accurate for Eli and I. <laughs> okay. So ones are the reformer. So their basic fear is to be um, incorrect or wrong. They don't want to be corrupt or evil. And their motivation or desire is to do what's right, um, fairness, and um, to have integrity. So these are the rule followers. These are the people who are like, um, they actually get upset and angry with other people if that the other person doesn't follow the rule but it's interesting though because all three of those like I had like I don't totally know which one I am but I know which ones I 100% am not and the, those first three that you said like none yeah so it's interesting mm -hmm. that they're grouped together because you're mm -hmm. like yeah yeah Sorry, go ahead um the what I was gonna say though about the ones being rule followers like you might be listening to this and you're a seven and or whatever number and you're a rule follower but the thing is with ones is they want everyone to follow the rules and if everyone doesn't follow the rules they get very uncomfortable and they don't like it um alex miller is 100 percent a one. Oh yeah she's a she's a she one is the definition of a one she doesn't like chaos we like anytime we travel we get up the next morning and the house is just perfectly put back in order because she can't <laughs> handle things being out of order <laughs> yeah uh, all right. Uh, twos are the helper. So their biggest fear is to be unloved or unworthy of love or being unwanted. And their biggest desire is to feel loved and appreciated. So these are like your, your nurturing friends who would just do anything for anyone. Um, and just really, I don't know how to, how else to explain it. They just, they want to be loved and they give so much love to get love in return. Um, threes are the achiever, Becca, and possibly Vicky. <laughs> um, so their biggest fears are being worthless and their biggest desires are to be seen as valuable and worthwhile and to be respected. Um, a big thing with the achiever, as the name implies, is they want to achieve. Um, a lot of times they can be like really obsessed with their work, um, kind of like the workaholic or just really like setting goals and wants to achieve all the goals and all the things. Um, the four is the individualist. So their fear is having no identity or significance or being seen as defective. And their biggest desire is to create significance, create an identity and to like find themselves. So I think if someone ever called me defective, that would be the worst insult I would ever receive. <laughs> Which it's funny though, because I, as you're reading that, I'm like, okay, if you say it, wait, what is it called again? The, the individualist. Right. Oh. So individualist, I could think like, oh, I could see Vicky be an individualist. But then when you read the examples, I'm like, I don't know. But Vicky, you like hate doing anything the way that someone else is going to do it. Like you're yep. very much like. I don't necessarily hate it. I just hate when people just won't do something or that's you, not you tradi break traditions kind of thing. I actually have thought, four. yeah, I've all, yeah. I've thought of you being a four uh, before Vicky, because they're very much the in their feelings type of person. Like if you, I mean, if you want to think like extreme, it's like the, 
the person who's like reading poetry on a rainy day and loving the That's sound me. of rain. Like literally <laughs> like that. that How is- many poetry books do you have, Vicky? Oh, there's three on the way. Oh um, but I'm not kidding, Renee. Every, I feel like Rebecca, the last time I was at, I was at Becca's house, I was scrolling through old pictures and she hears, what is that? It was literally like 20 screenshots of po- poems that I like. Oh my gosh. That's so you funny. might be a four. Um, I think I'm a but, four and a three, a mix. Yeah, so we'll get into that. You you have wings, which are right beside each other. So if you're a three, you could pull from the four. Or if you're a four, you could pull from the three. So it, it makes sense. <laughs> All right. The five. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to uh, talk about the grouping. So the two, three, and four that I just went through, those are the... Um, the heart center. So processing your feelings by making a decision. So we got big hearts. Hmm. Yes. That's you and me, Becca. I'm and- sorry. I've got to use that word defective next time I'm mad at someone. I got to be like, you're defective, dude. <laughs> I just like that word. That's so you're mean though. Dude. I won't do that. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So the last three, the five, six, and seven, these are the um, head center. So people that really think all like think through the best worst case scenario when making a decision. So five's the investigator. Their fear is being seen as ignorant or incapable or being useless or helpless. And their desire is to be competent, capable, and knowledgeable. So these are um, the people who love research, a lot of reading. They have to have all the facts about everything before they can do something. And they're typically... Uh, pretty introverted. But again, that's an outward personality trait. But of all of the um, types, fives are the most introverted typically. Okay, the six is the loyalist. Their basic fear is being without support and guidance and fear of fear itself. Like they don't want to have fear, but ironically, they usually are very fearful of things. (laughs) Um, And then their desire is security, safety, support, and guidance. They want to make sure they always Um, are prepared. So um, in the pandemic, sixes are probably the ones who are out there buying cases of toilet paper. Mm -hmm. They have to be prepared for all situations. um, And they just want to make sure that they are secure and safe and that they have the support that they need from their family or friends or whatever. I definitely think Dave is the five wing six. We have a, because he's five, so we know, but we currently have a box filled with um, preparation food for when he, that he bought in March when the pandemic happened of what? Um, rice. Oh my God. Yes. Rice. Um, and they're all Costco sizes, rice, oatmeal, <laughs> um, three jars oh. of ragu. <laughs> How's he going to make the oatmeal if you don't have power or something? Or the ra- <laughs> what is, what is this yeah, for? This was, um, yeah, I guess rations in case, you know, someone took over. And oh, had no food, I okay. guess. So you would still have electricity to make the food. It was just in case you didn't have. <laughs> Let's that. hope so, Renee. Let's hope yeah, so Renee, because this, otherwise this we're is, scared. This is, pan- this is a pandemic, uh, a pandemic <laughs> hoarding box. This isn't like a tornado hoarding box where the power would go out. So Although I should mention this to Dave, uh, we he better stock up on foods that do not require electricity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I was a little confused about. All right. <laughs> And last, but definitely not least, seven, because that is me, the enthusiast. (laughs) So um, seven's fear, my fear, is being trapped in emotional pain, being deprived or missing out. And basic motivation is to be satisfied and content. 
um, have needs met and have fun. So um, the emotional pain thing, like I literally probably once every other week cry thinking about Nash dying and how much pain I will be in when that happens. Like I'm crazy. Oh my God. And I do this about like my friends and Eli too. I'll like just start crying being like, oh my gosh, it's going to be, how am I going to live? How will I deal with the pain? Like I Ugh. actually am so afraid of emotional pain. Um, and I just love to like be satisfied and content. Like I just want to do what I want to do. I want to have fun. And I have a really hard time if I feel like I'm trapped or like held back from something if somebody tells me oh yeah you can't do that i immediately want to do it because i'm like don't know that you can't deprive me like i need to do what i need to do (laughs) so um definitely hardcore seven over here um again with the outward personality thing it's not everyone but if you're going to look at the seven or the nine types the seven is typically the most outgoing and loud and whatever but doesn't mean you have to be just just uh common thing is that they're very extroverted. Okay. So we kind of talked about it a little bit. You guys asked some questions, but let's get into the wings. So wings are on either side. Obviously think about an animal with wings or whatever. They can only be on either side of your number. So you like as a seven, I can pull traits from the six and I can pull traits from the eight, but I cannot pull traits from a four. I mean, that doesn't mean I would never have anything like a four, but your like core desires and fears, you have a little bit of both sides of you. Um, And it changes in different situations. So um, you might overall be like, I could overall be a seven wing six. I'm more like a six, but I can always pull traits from the eight depending on the situation. So um, Becca as a three, you can pull from the two or the four. Um, I think you're definitely more a three wing two. Um, but like, yeah. So Vicky, if you def, if you feel that you are the three that came up in your quiz, you're most likely a three wing four. Like you have, we were talking, you have the feeling. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense that you have a lot of those traits if you really are a three or maybe you are the four and you pull a lot of the three traits. So you just have to read up on it a little bit more. (laughs) Take it again later. Yeah. (laughs) For the 20th time. I was going to say, Austin's going to be, like, way pumped for that. He actually, he likes it. He, Does he? Just doesn't yeah, want to admit we were, it. When we were on Zoom that night, he was, like, down to take it. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he was into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's the wings. And then, like we mentioned, you also have specific numbers that you go based on if you're in a state of growth or if you're in a state of stress or uncertainty. So, um, when you go to that number, you pull... So in growth, whatever your growth line is, you pull the really good qualities of that number. Whatever your stress line is, you pull the the not so good qualities of that number. So I'll get into um, what each number is in growth and stress and just kind of like what that would look like. So if you're an eight, when you're in growth, you go to a two. So when you're just really feeling life, everything's in alignment, everything's great, you're going to be a lot more empathetic and take care of others. So um, if you remember, I said eights are definitely like afraid of having like being controlled. So they can come off very, um, like they have a wall up usually. Eights definitely have a wall up until you tear it down. So when they're in growth and they're feeling really good, they're going to start being more empathetic and kind of take that wall down. Um, But when they're in stress, they they pull the negative traits of a five. So they withdraw in situations. They won't let anyone in. That wall is like so far up and they have very strict boundaries. So they kind of withdraw from 
those around them when they're stressed. Nines, when they're in growth, they pull the good qualities of a three. So they're more motivated, they're more focused, and they're more driven. And then when nines are in stress, they pull the bad qualities of a six. So they become super anxious, super worried, and have a lot of self-doubt. Ones in growth go to a seven. So they kind of let loose and they go with the flow. Um, speaking again, back to another example of Alex. Um, I always say like when she comes to Phoenixville, she, she has more than one drink and she like has fun. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Alex, my sevenness rubs off on you. And she's like, no, you like, I just have so much fun. And she kind of like lets herself have like, you know, lets herself have a good time and isn't as rigid as she typically would be as a one. So, um, they pull those good qualities of a seven. And then in stress, the ones go to a four. So they really internalize their feelings. They feel like no one around them understands them and that they're just kind of alone and that nobody's helping them kind of. Uh, twos in growth pull the good qualities of a four. So they become more aware of their own emotions and their own needs because twos are the helper. They're always trying to take care of everyone else. So when they're in a good state of growth, they're a lot more aware of their own needs and not just giving so much that they're burning themselves out. Um, and then in stress, twos uh, pull negative qualities of an eight. So they have a more aggressive tone and they can be uh, dominating. Threes in growth uh, pull good qualities of a six. So they're more prepared and they're more focused and they're a lot more cooperative. And when they're stressed, um, threes will take some negative qualities of a nine. So they become disengaged, very unmotivated, and they have a difficult time making decisions, which Becca, <laughs> you, I remember I you know. <laughs> she, one day Becca was at work and she texted me and she's like, oh my God, I'm so stressed right now. My nine's really coming out. I'm just not talking to anybody. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Come I on. literally get that. I get that. Like if, if I'm like stressed about something that's going on that I, I get to the point where I'm like, okay, no matter. And this might be like personality to personality of who I'm dealing with at work, um, which we won't get into. But if, if I like feel like, oh, nope, nothing's going to matter. Like I'm no longer the achieving three who's in healthy state of like I'm prepared everything's going well if I feel the stress then my go-to is okay sure do whatever you want I don't care yep. okay yep we're just gonna do what you want to do yep okay that sounds good and yeah, I just become compliant and the decisions you're yeah. no conflict though too yes because I hate the conflict and if I have something that's gonna like be conflict that I know like anyone talk to Dave he's like Jesus Christ is are we still talking about this because you're right it's the feeling thing and it's like the I have to talk about it and it's so consuming of my life when I have that yeah. conflict that I'm like I don't want it <laughs> yeah and nines do not like conflict they want peace so when you're yep. stressed about something you absolutely just want the peace and you want it to like go away and you just disengage <laughs> yep all right so fours, when they're in growth, they take good qualities of a one. So they become a lot more structured and organized and they have um, more principles and they're just, you know, overall orderly, I guess you can say. And then when fours are in a stressful situation, they pull negative qualities of a two. So they become more involved and more clingy and kind of need, um, they need the love and support or whatever. Like they... They want to be loved, so they become a little more clingy. 
fives in growth um, go to an eight. So they become more decisive and they assert themselves more. And um, fives in stress go to a seven. So they become the negative qualities of a seven. So impulsive, scattered, and have a hard time focusing. I'm trying to think if that would be Dave. I don't know that it would be. Really? What do you think? I do. Which number? The five. I feel like he can be impulsive. And he gets very passionate. About oh, it. <laughs> did you, if you could have just seen my face, I'm jaw dropped. Yes, because that is so true. If he, he gets very passionate about certain topics, like politics, for example. Yes. And women's <laughs> rights and women's rights. Let's not forget. <laughs> the last four years have been very stressful for her. <laughs> <laughs> Love oh, it. God. <laughs> yeah, impulsive. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, but yeah. Yeah. So sixes in growth go to a nine. So they become more optimistic, more relaxed and easygoing. And when sixes are in stress, they go towards a three. So they become very competitive and they think they're the best at everything. And last seven. So in growth, sevens go to a five. Um, so they like slow down and observe life more because we're typically very scattered <laughs> and all over the place. So just kind of slowing down and being more focused um, and more driven and on, I don't know, not so scattered <laughs> like I am right now because that's just me. <laughs> no, um, and good. then sevens in stress pull some negative traits from a one. So they can become very critical and focus on perfection, which it's crazy because when I'm at work, um, not necessarily with my students, but with my, um, the ladies who work in my classroom, my paraprofessionals, if they're doing something with a student that like I don't agree with or I don't like, I can become very critical. Like I don't just let it go. I'm like, oh, you're not doing that right. Nope, you can't, no. Like I, it's, <laughs> it's definitely crazy because it's not like me at all. And I see these like negative characteristics coming out and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to chill. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that's negative because first of all, you're at work and you work in an environment where shit needs to be right. So yeah, like you should be true. critical. And I think that's yeah. a good quality to have in that sense. I feel like yeah. a lot of us are a lot different at work than we are outside of work. Yeah. But um, and I see myself being very critical of things that Eli does sometimes if I'm like stressed at home, like he'll fold the laundry and I'll be like, oh my God, why did you fold my shirt like that? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Like, um, Renee, uh, thanks I don't for folding think, my shirt. Like, <laughs> I think that's just all, all women. I don't think it's a, based on your <laughs> <laughs> no but I can definitely be very critical at times um was that the last one yes it is okay. and I just wanted to mention I'm not going to go into all of this but there are three subtypes of each number so um that kind of goes back to numbers uh looking different like people that have the same number looking a little bit different as well because there are three subtypes. So I'm not going to go into all of that today. Maybe we can do it another time or you can just read up on it. Um, but you might be the same number as one of your friends and be like, Oh, I don't think we seem very alike. And it might be because you kind of have a little differences in your characteristics based on your subtype. Thanks. Nay. So informative. I feel like that you know all that. I know. <laughs> I I read like crazy and I follow a lot of Enneagram uh, accounts on Instagram, which I will link. I also want to give credit to Enneagram Ashton. She is freaking amazing. She's my favorite account to follow. Um, so some of the stuff that I got on, um, or a lot of the stuff I shared, I was like 
referencing back to her Instagram where she shares things in just a very um, easy to follow way and makes it very understandable. She's awesome. And she also has a podcast with her sister and it's called Say Anything. And they talk a lot about um, like pop culture and TV shows. And just for fun, they try and type different people, like whether it's a reality show or not, they'll like type the characters or whatever. So it's super fun to listen to. I feel like the the Enneagram system in general for like anyone who will take it or like knows anything about it. Like it's such a useful tool to like understand your own personality and strengths and weaknesses, but also like how you can relate to others. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of us feel like, or believe, I guess that like others should think like us or act like us or have the same values or like priorities. And like with these insights that like you just shared, like it makes you see that we all see the world differently and, and you can still be friends with people who are complete opposite of you. You just like, not that it should be work, but like yeah. it makes you more aware of how to be more sensitive towards other people's views. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. That was perfectly said. And that's another reason I'm so obsessed with it. And I honestly feel like Eli and I knowing each other's types has strengthened our relationship so much because we understand that like the deep desire and need for me to have fun and be in an environment that is just like bubbly and fun and have like the noise. I know like right now it sucks because of the pandemic, but like going out to eat or sitting at a bar for a drink versus sitting at home is so important to me because I just need that. And Eli is completely opposite where he's like, give me an hour on the couch to like decompress after work. And like, I don't want to be talked to. And it's really just helped him to understand that as much as he needs the couch, I need the interaction and vice versa. And I feel like that's like our big thing that we came to terms with where I'm like, he's not boring. He just needs that. And he's like, you know, it used to be like, God, why do you need to do something all the time? And we really just were able to compromise. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I'll be like, okay. I mean, again, things are different right now, but it would be like, okay, well, I want to go to happy hour. So how about I make, I won't talk to you for like an hour. You do your thing and then we'll go. And it's like, okay, sure. So it's just really helpful to be able to understand where somebody else is coming from and also understand yourself. Like it's helpful for me to like identify when I'm being super critical and I'm like, Oh, I'm, I need to like chill out. I'm pulling some of those bad traits right now. So it's just, like you said, it's super helpful to understand others and understand yourself. I like that. It's that you're talking about. I like, I like that we're talking about this too, because not only is it like, obviously like what you said, like, Oh yeah, you understand people, but it's the things sometimes it's the things that you don't see or that are not your personality yeah so like like you would never know just hanging out with me that what my like fears are and what my motivators are like Mm -hmm. same with you like you would never know I don't know do you know what I mean like it's it's not just a personality thing so it's interesting whenever you know that about someone and then like you talk about people you're like oh yeah you're a five you're like oh you're a five oh yes (laughs) let me phrase that question a different way just because I know how she's gonna react to it but it lets you it lets you like yeah like like you're saying with Eli like Dave and I are the same way because he's we think a five and very like he needs his time and I can tell like on days that we are going I said this over the break because over like obviously we haven't been seeing a lot of people but we came to your house your night over the holidays and the day that we were leaving, we are we would are we were already home for like three days, 
But the way that I viewed it, I'm like, oh my God, we've been home for three days. Like, let's go take a break and go to Renan Eli's. And then we'll be back home for two more. And the way that Dave viewed it was like, oh my God, we've been, we've been doing so much stuff. I'm like, what are you, what are you even talking about? So like, and on that day, then he's like, okay, we're doing it. We're going to go up there for a night on that day. He is in a completely different mood. And it's not like he's being a dick. It's just like, I can tell like that you're not your best self today because I know that like, it is paining you that you can't like have the most introverted time ever. Yeah. And it's just so interesting because I think before we started doing all this, I was just like, what's wrong? Why are you mad? Why are you being rude? Like, what's your deal? And now I'm like, I can recognize it and be like, oh, he's really stressed because we're like doing something like that's that's not relaxing that's he's, not but like he's intuitive. almost thinking worst case scenario though because he's you know he's gonna go there and have fun yep which that's the other thing as soon as he gets into it he's like right so excited we walk in there he's like oh hell yeah we're Eli and, yes. and then he's the one being like okay like let's stay for an for an extra day so Dude, i see dave i see that in dave so much like yep. and yes. that that makes sense the five six and sevens are the head center where they're playing out best and worst case scenario and thinking it through so much of like what it's going to be like. Yeah. Well, thanks Renee. This was You're so welcome. interesting. You know, I'm obsessed. So anybody who wants to chat Enneagram, just hit me up, DM me. <laughs> I think um, we should definitely say like, I, all you couples, I feel like should take it and report back and tell us yes. how, what your thoughts were after you and your significant other take it. Anyone who takes it, DM us and tell us your number. I don't care if you're a stranger or you're our friend. I would love to know. <laughs> What's your number in the what's non-sex way? <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's I need funny. to like get some shirts made that's like, what's your number? Um, <laughs> it's been a long like, time since someone's asked me that or since I've asked someone that question. What's your right? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. But anywho. Does, any, does anyone have any weekly reels? I don't have an actual like weekly reel that's funny, but it, it it's a coincidence that Enneagram actually came up this week because um, at work, the one of the advisors was sitting there and he was like doing like research on something and he's so analytical and we always like pick on him. We're like, oh my God, you are so analytical. Like you're asking like 10 times more questions than anyone would ever ask about doing this specific task. So it's like a joke, but then I forget what it was. It was something random. And he was like actually researching. And the other girl in the office did the Enneagram too. And she's now obsessed and she's a five because she like loves researching things. Uh And she was standing there and I was like, oh my God, like so-and-so. Have you taken the Enneagram test? And he was like, the Ennea what? What are you saying? (laughs) Okay. What are you saying? Anagram? And I was like, no, (laughs) Enneagram. And so he's like Googling it and we're, and me and the other girl both like, Yep. He's a five. He's totally a five. So we, <laughs> we were doing the, what you're not supposed to do where you're, yeah, you're typing, uh, someone. typing someone, but it was, that's funny that it came where out you're this what? week. Typing okay. someone, like you're saying what they are. Oh, oh, I was thinking, like I was saying, keyboard. Yeah, no, like I, I was you. saying, oh, you're a five. And like, he well, yeah, be, of course he's going to go look it up, like, Becca. <laughs> I feel like anyone would do that. I feel like oh. I have to uh, say this now. I'm sorry. We just keep making this longer and longer, but with um dave being a five it took a long time for us to get him there to know what he is because the big thing is research but it could look different so like dave gets a hobby and he has to know every single thing about this hobby like his coffee making like he is reading on reddit like what's the best way to do it and like he has to know every fact about it that doesn't mean he's sitting around reading like peer-reviewed research articles yes and that's like that's 
that's a really good point because he said the other day, like we were talking about Enneagram again at one point, probably when we were at your house. And he, he was like, he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't really care about research. I just, I want to do things the exact right way. Yeah. But that's a form of research. It's like, you, right. like he you don't to- care about reading tons of articles on something, but if you're going to make a sourdough bread, a bread starter, <laughs> if you will, or you're going to look and be like, what's the best gift. one? Or he's going to research the best brand of a gift or something. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. One, one more um, actual, <laughs> this is another story from the week. So we are, we were redoing our basement, which I've been doing forever. I think I talked about that, but our couch finally came um, on yesterday, Saturday. And in the morning before the delivery window, we were, I was like, let's go get a TV. Like we're doing it. And literally like, I think he broke out in hives. He was so mad. We were walking out the door. He's like, why are we rushing? I was like, what do you mean? We're not, we're not rushing. We, I just, it feels like we're rushing. I'm like, uh, we're just going so we can get back for the wind <laughs> delivery window. So we're like getting, we're on the way. And I'm like, what, are you okay? Like, what is your deal? And he's like, I just feel like we haven't done any research on this. You have no idea what. <laughs> on the TV? <laughs> yes. He's like, you have no idea what TV you want. I was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to research the thousands and thousands of types of TVs that are out there. If I know that I'm going to Costco because Costco doesn't have thousands of TVs. So why wouldn't I just go to Costco see what they have. And then when I'm there, I'll just like Google it. And he was like, oh, you need to see who, how many reviews they have. I just don't understand. So then I, <laughs> Renee's dying for those. Oh my God. Guys. Such a five. I love I it. I don't know. He could have been on the phone this whole time researching TV. I don't know. So then we get, we get there and we're looking around and we, we want, cause our living room, like we're the downstairs basement is pretty big. So we need like a bigger TV. So we're looking at like the 70 inch TVs and they only had ones that were like literally like a thousand or more some of them are like two grand i'm like holy shit God, no way. Really? yeah so i thought it would always be like the cheapest but no it must be like good deals on really nice tvs sometimes mm-hmm. which is what the 70 inch ones were so we're like walking around i'm like i don't know like should we get a smaller one and he is getting like so flustered he's like can we just can we just go home and we can research it because why would we get a 65 inch tv for the price that you want to spend when we can probably get a 70 inch tv somewhere else for the actual price this is we need to do the research i'm like oh my god okay what will you feel better and literally as soon as i was like all right maybe, maybe we should just go home we'll do some research and he's like <laughs> So much different. So like we ended up long story short, we go home and do our research and we got one with, he's like, just go to Best Buy, type Best in Buy is the TV best place. and sort by reviews, customer reviews, sort by the highest. I'm like, okay, how's this one sound? Wait, How many reviews? I'm like, <laughs> I love Wait, it. Wait, no, hold on. Do you not do this? Cause this is, it's, I don't think that's abnormal because I feel like I do the same thing. Like similar. My, my point of like the story is that I'm relating him being a five to the way that he was so distraught like yes. Vicky, sure some people probably do the research and fine but like it was actually like he was in a different mood because he was such so stressed out of the fact that I did not do research on the tv that I was going to left his ass like five. I'm so happy we figured this out <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we knew that from the beginning I feel like I always felt like he was I did I always said he's a five and every time he was but it's not like, oh, maybe to- I'm a two I know, I know but right. it's like he yeah, it's back to that. He'd be like, so. maybe I'm a two. And then on the day that he finally said, I'm a five, I was like, I knew it. I knew it. The research. He admitted. <laughs> he admitted <laughs> guilt. Oh, okay, I'll stop rambling. Uh, Anyone else have a, a weekly reel? <laughs> aside from me just trying to get my cat to eat dinner with me at the dinner table tonight, or lunch, I guess. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, that's funny because I tried to get Nash to cuddle with me all day long. <laughs> And he just uh, kept moving, and Eli would look and be like, "I'm sorry, hon." <laughs> I'm sorry, hon. Oh my. Meanwhile, like if I try and 
molest my cat, Austin is like, leave him alone. I'm like, no, he needs his mom. You're his stepdad. You're not his real dad, so. Wait, who's his real dad? I don't know. He, he apparently gave me that. He apparently gave me the cat and bounced. Haven't seen. I've never met him. But no, okay, so Lara sent me a video one time. Actually, no, did she send me a video or she FaceTime me? I forget, but she put her cat's wet food at the table and the cat got up on the chair and was sitting up at the table like this. Oh my God. So I tried to replicate that, but it didn't work. Oh uh, my God. Like like Chelsea's cat who pees on the toilet. Yes, so unbelievable. Crazy. I actually found, I found that video the other day because that was sent like probably eight months ago, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it was a while ago. Literally, because I had to show Austin, I was like, I have to show you this video of Chelsea's cat. <laughs> it's like one of those things. It. It's one of those videos that you like see online that you're like, no, they they mm-hmm. altered that video. That's yeah, not true, I, right? And yeah, believe it. They didn't train the cat to do that either. It just right. it came it, like it came like that. <laughs> yeah, it came it like came that. like that. <laughs> okay. All right, we're rambling all these stories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Renee, thank you so much. We yeah, I feel like I still want to just talk more about Enneagram and there's so many other things I feel like there's like I feel like once you take the test there's so much information that they give you. So mm-hmm. for those of you out there when you take the test you'll really be able to um like dig deep into like your inner self. Um, So let us know what you think. And um, Renee, thanks so much, hon. You're welcome. Also be sure to tune in next week because we have a special guest um, who is going to be talking to us all about body image and kind of like self-love and kind of, I guess, like your relationship with food um, and just like overall body positivity. And I- I'm really excited to talk to her. And I know you girls are too. So we will be doing that next week. So be sure to tune in. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be here every Thursday. So be sure to come back and hang with us. If you like this episode, share with a friend or tag us on Instagram so we can personally thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.